What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K. All back at it again with another podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, it's been a hell of a week, folks. It's been a hell of a week. But your boy Nightmare K-Hawk is back and ready to rock, ready to roll, as you folks know out there. And, uh, hey man, just wanted to let y'all know, man, college football is pretty good this week. You know, a lot of good games, a lot of the favorites won. We did have one upset, and that was Notre Dame over USC. So that was pretty interesting. But folks... I got some news about El Salvador, some breaking news, so we definitely going to get into that here in a second. But I hope everybody's weekend is going pretty good, folks. Big week next week for me. Well, this week coming up is actually Sunday morning, so good morning to everyone. But I got to see a doctor, going to see my pops this week. So yes, folks, next weekend, probably I won't have a podcast till Sunday, Monday, so we're going to move it back to Sunday, Monday. Um... But yeah, you will get a podcast, but it'll be coming on Sunday um, for the crypto and gaming part. And then the investing, I mean, not investing, independent news section will be on Monday night. But anyway, folks, let's get into the crypto, the crypto markets. So we got Bitcoin, $26,894.77. We have Ethereum, $1,554.34. We have Tether at a dollar, BNB 207 and 32 cents. We have XRP pulling back at 48 cents, USDC a dollar, Lido Stake Ether at $1,554.60. We have Solana, $21.93. We have Cordano, 24 cents. Dogecoin is at 5 cents, it's dropped all the way to number 10. Tron is at 8 cents. Tuncoin, $1.93. Polygon, 51 cents. Polkadot is at $3.72. We have Litecoin at $61.60. We have Rap BTC at $26,914.06. We have Bitcoin Cash, $214.25. We have Shiba Inu at $704 millions of one penny. We have Chainlink, $7.34. We have Dai at $0.99. Cents. We have Leo Token, $3.80. We have True USD. At 99 cents. Sorry about that, folks. I had to grab my freaking water. We have Avalanche at $9.15. We have Uniswap, $4.12. We have Stellar at 10 cents. We have Monero at $152.17. We have OKB at $43.15. Ethereum Classic, $14.95. We have BUSD at a dollar. Cosmo Hub is at $6.57. We have Adara at $0.04. Filecoins at $3.22. We have Lido. We have Lido Dow at $1.60. We have Internet Computer at $3.17. Kronos, $0.05. We have Maker at $1,421.54. We have QNT at $86.58. We have VeChain at one penny. We have Aptos at $4.89. We have Optimism $1.20. Arbitron, $0.80. Cents. We have Mantle at $0.32. Cents. Near Protocols at $1.02. We have Ave at uh, $64.32. We have Rockapool ETH at $1,688.90. We have Caspa. Four cents. We have Algorand at nine cents. We have the Graph at eighty-one cents. We have, I mean, not eighty-one cents at eight cents. We have USDD 
at 99 cents. We have white Bitcoin at $5.02. We have 51 at number 51. We have stacks 50 cents. We have Frax 99 cents. We have XDC Network at four pennies. Bitcoin Satoshi Vision is at $33.62 when you have render at $1.74, folks. So those are your top 55 cryptos, folks. And as of coins right now, we have 10,431 different coins on CoinGecko. We have 895 exchanges. Uh, we have a market cap of a trillion dollars. We have Bitcoin's dominance climbing right back up to 50%. We're at 48.1%. Ethereum's at 17.1%. Dominance gas is at 5 Goya. And let's check out the meme pool and the Bitcoin on-chain transactions. So, folks, right now, the network is chilling right now. It is two sats per V-byte, eight pennies, pretty much, folks. And it is doing very well. The average block time is 9.4 minutes. Uh, 23,000 over 23. Over 23,000 unconfirmed transactions at the moment, folks. But let's get into the breaking news, folks. So just in, critical Bitcoin warning from the IMF to El Salvador. Will Bitcoin official currency status change? So let's get into this, folks. So the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, has reiterated its stance on cryptocurrency, stating that it is a well-established fact. That the agency does not support the use of Bitcoin BTC as legal tender. This statement comes amid ongoing talks with El Salvador, which adopted Bitcoin as its official currency some time ago. The IMF emphasized that significant structural measures should be implemented in El Salvador. Although the details of these measures have not been disclosed, they are likely to involve significant changes in the country's financial and economic policies. In addition, to these concerns, the IMF is negotiating a new financial agreement with El Salvador. The latest negotiation mission to the country was described as a very productive step, but both sides acknowledged they were not there yet in reaching an agreement. Our relationship with El Salvador has been very productive. Uh, Rigo, director of the IMF Western Hemisphere Department, told Reuters, we only had one mission there, a negotiation mission, but we knew it would be a first step, he said. When asked if a change in Bitcoin status was part of the discussion, Vlad said, I would prefer not to, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I would prefer not to specify the exact measures that should be taken, but it's a known fact that we do not consider Bitcoin as a legal tender. We do not support it in general. The Salvadorian government did not respond to a request for comment on whether removing BTC status was discussed. So there you go, folks. That is the breaking news right now in El Salvador. So the IMF has flown to El Salvador, has sent a representative to El Salvador to discuss about Bitcoin's legal tender in the country. So folks, keep an eye on El Salvador. And I told you this some time ago that I had a bad feeling about this. I had a very bad feeling something bad is going to happen in El Salvador. I just have a bad feeling about this, folks. I don't like this at all. This was a shock in the news when I was doing my research before the show. 
of news topics to bring you folks, and this was the one I had to bring to you. So I'm sure a lot of the other Bitcoiners and altcoin people will uh, get this on the YouTube channels or whatever, even on the Monero stuff as well. But folks, this is absolutely disgusting. This is sickening, you know, and I hope it doesn't change. But if it does, hey, we're still going to use Bitcoin, even if it's legal tender. It's going to destroy a lot of businesses in El Salvador because a lot of these businesses, especially places like El Zante and Bitcoin Beach and all that stuff, rely on Bitcoin and those tips, man. So a lot of people's savings are in Bitcoin now in El Salvador, you know, because people are learning about it. But it's absolutely disgusting if they undercut all these people, man, and force them to use dollars again, which is a debasing currency, by the way. So this is absolutely disgusting if this is what's going on. But folks, we're going to keep our eye on it. I'll definitely be watching it and try to report here as fast as I can. So just to let you know, breaking news. But anyway, let's move into Ethereum. So Ethereum has something scary happening in the background. So Ethereum recent developments in the futures market are causing a stir. The charts are whispering some alarming messages and those in the know are paying close attention. Open interest is an essential metric for understanding the futures market. It represents the total number of outstanding future contracts that has not yet been settled. When open interest is high, it indicates that many traders have open position on the market. For Ethereum, open interest has been ramping up constantly. But what does this mean? And more importantly, why should we be concerned? So the recent charts for Ethereum deceptive ever increasing open interest. The continual upward trend in open interest indicates a growing number of investors being in uh, <clears throat> open interest indicates a growing number of investors betting on the future price movements of ETH, either up or down. While high open interest can be seen as a sign of heightened activity and interest in Ethereum, it also suggests that there is a lot of speculation trading happening. Speculative trading, as history has shown us, can lead to intense volatility. When examining the attached open interest chart, one notes a stark diversion. While Ethereum's price has been has seen fluctuation and is showing signs of consolidation. The open interest continues to surge. The diversion can be a precursor to significant price swings. When there is a deceptive between price movement and open interest, it often suggests that a considerable price shift is on the horizon. This scary surge in open interest paired with volatility price action could lead to what traders term a long squeeze or a short or a short squeeze. If the majority of these open contracts are betting on Ethereum's price to go up low in position and the price starts to drop, it could trigger a cascade of sell-offs. So folks, if you're in the Ethereum uh, ecosystem right now, this might be a scary time for you. Uh, this might be a very, very scary time for you. So you definitely want to keep your eyes on the Ethereum price right now, the ETH price, and uh, hope there's not a huge sell-off. I think there will be in the first quarter. We always get a huge sell-off in the first quarter. And like I said, I'm going to be buying a shit ton of sets coming up here sooner than later. Um, I'm looking forward to buying some more Satoshis, actually, and loading up my cold storage and stuff like that. But yeah, folks, right now, I am literally going to be keeping some 
some of my uh, extra money in my lightning wallet so I can buy stuff on BitRefill, my one-stop shop for shopping. Speaking of freaking Satoshis, I actually spun some today because we were out of soap at the home. You know, me and my wife were out of uh, hand soap because we like to wash our hands after we use the bathroom, which I think every household in the world should be doing, especially if you're in the United States. You definitely should have hand soap on hand. But yeah, so I used my uh, Satoshis and used the Lightning Network, went on BitRefill, bought a Target gift card, and bought the soap, man. So I love using Lightning Network. I don't know what everyone's problem is with Lightning Network, you know, all these back stuff and all this tinkering and stuff. I get the issues behind the scenes, but when I'm using non-custodial wallet, man, and I see that transaction go through and it's... And I check on the meme pool to verify that it went through. It's absolutely amazing to see, man. It's absolutely, especially when you get that one confirmation. Oh, man, it's so beautiful. But anyway, folks, let's move on to some altcoin news. So we got Litecoin turns 12 years old, folks. That's right. Litecoin turned 12 on October 13th. Here's how it started. So let's get some backstory on Litecoin. So Litecoin, one of the pioneer cryptocurrencies, recently celebrated its 12th anniversary, marking a significant milestone in its history from its inception as the silver to Bitcoin's gold to its recent forays into NFTs. Litecoin's journey is a rare example of longevity and resilience in the crypto world. Litecoin promise. Introduced by Charlie Lee, a former Google engineer, Litecoin was designed to address some of the perceived ineffections of Bitcoin. Lee's primary goal was to offer fast transaction confirmation times, targeting a new block every 2.5 minutes compared to Bitcoin's 10 minutes. I remember when I remember reading the white paper when I read this. In its early years, Litecoin quickly garnered attention and adoption, partly because of its technological Distinctions are partly due to its marketing position as the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Together with Bitcoin, this is one of the very few OG cryptocurrencies that remains relevant today. Presently, Litecoin sits in 15th place on the crypto market cap leaderboard, currently trading at $61.51 over the past week. Litecoin's price has seen a modest decrease, modest decrease of 5.1% aligning with a general dip observed across multiple cryptocurrencies. Still with a market capitalization surpassing $4.5 billion, Litecoin remains a major player in the industry. Having an NFT's recent headlines in the crypto world highlighted Litecoin's third having a pre-scheduled event where the rewards of mining the cryptocurrency are halved. Additionally, the coin marked its entry into the trendy non Fungible token NFT space with the Litecoin network recently introducing its first NFT. So there you go, folks. Litecoin, 12 years old, folks. Been in the space for a while, man. It's, it's crazy, man. I've been in this space since pretty much the beginning. Um, I got it in 2010. Um, so like a year after Bitcoin came out, I actually really started getting into the space. And then Litecoin came out in 2011. So... Folks, I've been around so long. Like, I've seen all these altcoins, the ones that have gone to zero, the ones that are still around today. Um, <laughs> I remember when Dogecoin came out as a meme coin. Um, XRP, everything, Monero when it was released. 
I remember all that, man. Ethereum, everything, man. So I've been around a long, long time, folks. Man, I was a college student, man, when Bitcoin came out. That's crazy, man. That is crazy, folks. I was a goddamn college student. That is insane. That is completely insane. But uh, yeah, folks, I mean, if you're in the Litecoin uh, community, hey, man, shout out to y'all, man. You know, if you've been around since the beginning, you know, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all really don't get no love at all in the altcoin space at all, man. Y'all kind of get ignored. Um, most people don't even recognize Litecoin and don't even realize it still exists because the community is always so quiet. So shout out to y'all and your first NFT, man. I hope y'all enjoy NFTs. And I'm really going to start fucking with ordinals on Bitcoin, man. I'm really going to put out my first ordinal at some point, probably next year, and uh, go from there and see how it looks. But uh, yeah, folks, I'm looking forward to it, though, messing with the ordinals and stuff like that, space in Bitcoin. And I want to say one quick thing. Uh, if you're going to vote on Bit uh, 300 drive chains for Bitcoin, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. We, we don't want drive chains. Uh, we will rather use probably Bitcoin EVM, uh, the virtual machine, but uh, we definitely are not doing drive chains. Drive chains are definitely, definitely dangerous. Absolutely, definitely dangerous. And they're shit too. But anyway, moving on, folks. So experts say VeChain to lead $18 trillion logistic market with blockchain. So VJ folks, a crypto I talked about so many years ago. In recent tweet, let's see, Colin Brown, a notable blockchain researcher, highlighted the pioneer role of the blockchain-based firm VJ in the rapidly growing logistic market. Brown particularly spotlighted VJ's position in the supply chain market, which research has projected would reach an astonishing $18.23 trillion by 2030. VeChain to lead a $18 trillion market. In the tweet, Brown emphasized that VeChain is at the forefront of innovation in the logistic industry. The researcher argued that VeChain would lead the market by employing blockchain technology, smart contracts, and the Internet of Things, IoT, to ensure transparency, authentication, and compliance within the supply chain. With a market post to reach $18.23 trillion by 2030, v is at the forefront of logistic innovation utilizing blockchain, smart contracts, and IoT. v ensures transparency, authenticity, and, and compliance. To bolster his claim, Brown cited several examples of VeChain success stories in the logistic market. He noted Walmart use of the platform to track fresh produce, BMW's authentication of luxury cars, and DNV GL Seafood Sustainable Certification. Moreover, Brown cited that PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, PwC has been using VeChain to safeguard luxury goods significantly. The blockchain research shared his sentiments about VeChain following a report from Proceed Research, a reputable uh, strategic market insight firm with operations in Canada and India. The report underscored the potential of the logistic market. It highlighted that as of 2022, the global logistic market had 
a valuation of $7.98 trillion. According to precedent research projections, the supply chain market is expected to reach a staggering $18.23 trillion by 2030. Notably, the research mentioned that the logistic market has a compound annual growth rate, CAGR, of 10.7% from 2023 to 2030. The logistic market share chart accompanies Brown tweet suggests that the market will be worth nearly $10 billion next year and 11.23 by 2025. VJ, notably VJ, premiered in 2015 as a private Consortium blockchain. At the time, it collaborated with numerous enterprises to explore the potential application of blockchain technology. I remember when VeChain came out in 2015. However, the report noted that VeChain embarked on a journey towards becoming a public blockchain, issuing the Ethereum-based token VIN. Meanwhile, the tradition uh, accumulated in the launch of its mainnet in 2018 accompanied by a new ticker symbol, VET. Notably, VChain's platform operates with two tokens, VET and VTHO. They serve the dual purpose of managing and creating value within the VChain Thor public blockchain. So folks, I had VChain back in the day, 2018, 2019. I had a lot of VChain tokens, lots. Of freaking vet tokens, and if you and if you actually stake them, you actually get Vthor, which is, uh, which is actually, I guess the gas fee for for vet, which is the actual token for VChain. Vet is the actual token, and Vthor is like once you, once you uh stake it, you get these rewards and stuff like that, but. It's only a penny, folks. Everybody in mom can afford a VET token from VeChain. So if you really wanted to get some VeChain, you know, some VET tokens, you can. It's only one penny to buy. Like, you put $100 and probably have, like, over, like, 600000 of them if you want. And then stake them all and get the rewards. So it is what it is. But, folks, we got to talk about Floki Inu. That's right, folks. Floki Inu. Now, so, they call it Flotober is here. What does it hold for Floki Inu? Ah, so Floki. The Floki coin surges 8% in the past 24 hours. Mysteriously, on October 17, 2023, post T's big Floki announcement. So, they have a trailer going on right now. Just letting you know on the 17th, they're going to release something big. So, Floki, the meme coin sensation, is creating a buzz with its remarkable... Surge and intriguing announcement that has the community buzz. Over the past 24 hours, Floki has, sur- has soared by 8% and the Floki team recently shared a cryptic post with the date 10-17-2023, which immediately garnered a lot of attention. Insiders have hinted at a series of exciting announcements scheduled to kick off on October 17th. Notably, the mysterious post tag Floki Phi which is a suit of decentralized finance product launching under the Floki brand. Moreover, Floktober, Floktober has been a trending topic with the Floki community throughout the month. Historically, October has proven to be a hotbed for Floki price surge, with a notable exam being the impressive bull run on October 27, 2021. 
on that day Floki surge from 0.00005621 to 0.0002683, eventually reaching its all-time high on November 4th, 2021 at 0.0003437. In tandem with these developments, Floki's trading volume has skyrocketed by 186% in the past 24 hours, reaching an impressive 19 million. Meanwhile, taking a closer look at Floki's current price movements, it appears to be a battle between bears and bulls. The 9-day exponential moving average, EMA, has dipped below the current trading price setting at 0.00001751. Additionally, the daily relative strength index, RSI, stands at 54, indicating that the asset is currently in a neutral state. So there you go, folks. Floki, you know, making moves. Another meme coin making freaking moves. And I know I did an episode about meme coins, folks, but I have thought about it. I really did some deep diving. I really have decided I'm just going to go Bitcoin only going forward. No other coins will be in my portfolio. Just Bitcoin. Going to use the Lightning Network. Going to use on-chain transactions, especially when the fees are this low. Um... But yeah, folks, it's going to be an awesome bull run next year over these next two years, especially in freaking 2024, 2025, 2026. I can see a pullback um, for sure by 2026, probably in November. So uh, make your money in 2024 and 2025, folks, because shit is about to hit the fan. We're heading towards World War III, but yeah, it's looking pretty sick right now. But anyway, let's get into some gaming news, folks. So Activision says Xbox can take games in the library and remake them post-acquisition. So which Activision Blizzard game do you want to remake for? So now that Activision Blizzard deal has officially gone through, we can all look forward to the future. A future where Xbox has total control of Activision Blizzard IP. The Call of Duty owner is sitting on a treasure trove of other game franchises. And we could even see some of them return in remake form at some stage. Speaking with CNBC as the deal went through earlier today, Activision CEO Bobby discussed the benefit of Xbox ownership and what he sees for the future of this acquisition. Here's an interesting tad bit for, from the discussion. I think one of the benefits of this combination is that we can take games that have been in the library for the last 30 years and actually remake them. Now, we're not entirely sure why Activision couldn't have already done this on its own accord, but we can assume that the financials will have some say in its desire for remakes or lack thereof. With Xbox looking to bolster its first-party output and its Game Pass lineup, Act Active Activision Blizzard remakes could, could be more likely to happen post-acquisition. For now, we're in the very early stage of these two huge companies merging. As Microsoft gets to work bringing as many Activision Blizzard titles as possible to Xbox Game Pass, once that's all sorted, we may just see some famous active Blizzard's IP make their grand return on Xbox, which will be fine with me, because I would definitely like to play some of these Activision freaking titles. And last but not least, folks, Xbox is fixing an annoying issue related to Microsoft Store updates. This has been hanging around for a while. So have you noticed an issue with Microsoft Store updates on your Xbox console lately? I definitely haven't. 
In our experience, the store says it needs an update, but then it takes a while to start and gets stuck at 100% for ages. Oh, I have seen this update plenty of times. If you suffered the same thing, we've got some good news to share. The Xbox team is aware of the problem and is rolling out fixes for it. Tucked into the latest Xbox Alpha skip ahead patch notes for Xbox Insiders is the confirmation that verifies that varies fixes are being rolled out to prevent Microsoft Store updates from getting stuck at 100% in the future. Thank goodness. Fixes to to address the Microsoft Store getting stuck at 100% when updating slash installing. We've seen a few pure Xbox readers mentioning this in the recent days and weeks, so it's good to know Microsoft is on the case. Keep in mind that only some Xbox insiders will get these fixes for now, and they'll roll out to everyone eventually. I got my fix, by the way, folks. Some of the other areas that Xbox is targeting at the moment include a... What's that? Includes a, uh, what's that? A kosher showing up in certain titles for no reason. Fixes to address mouse clicks not behaving as expected and an issue causing unintended steering wheel vibration. If you want to keep up with the latest Xbox Insider improvements, the release notes for all Xbox Insider categories are regularly updated on the official Xbox website and we try to cover most notable ones here. So, folks, yeah, there's a lot of bugs going on right now. I've had a few of these bugs. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, if you're on PC, you're having curses pop up in the middle of nowhere, out of nowhere, and you're also having, like, fucking driving vibrations when you're playing a game, which is completely asinine. You shouldn't be having that. So, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable, folks. It's absolutely disgusting. But other than that, folks, man, nothing really else going on. Like I said, just just having a good time right now, just enjoying uh, my time off still from work, my medical leave, um, and just you know, just still buzzing from Pacific Bitcoin, all the fun I had out in Los Angeles and Santa Monica. I'm definitely gonna go next year. I cannot wait. Um, I'm definitely looking to buy my tickets here. Over the next couple months before they go up in price. Um, I'm definitely looking for a Bitcoin event. I'm definitely looking to go to Honey Badger next year as well. Um, it's September. Um, so I'm probably going to try to take off maybe a couple days or a week. Um, to go to Honey uh, Badger. And uh, out there. The Baltic freaking conference. The, uh, the Baltic Bitcoin only conference. Out there. So I'm definitely looking to go to that. Uh, hopefully in 2024 and uh, Pacific Bitcoin in 2024 and then I'm also looking to go to Unconfiscatable in 2024 as well because my wife definitely wants to go out back out to Vegas so definitely want to take her out to that um, she probably won't go to the conference with me but she'll be out and about in Vegas and uh, definitely looking I'm definitely going to be taking my wife to a Syracuse football game here in November you know you know, I really don't celebrate Thanksgiving. She usually goes up with the family, but uh, I don't normally go because either I have to work or um, if I'm still out of work, then I will definitely, definitely, definitely just chill at home, watch college football, folks, you know, eat some, eat some, eat some Chinese food or whatever and just relax, man, have the house to myself and just gang, you know what I mean? But other than that, man, 
That's pretty much it, folks. That's pretty much the show. Don't have anything else pretty much left to say. Again, I hope everybody's weekend was fantastic. We actually got through the show without any intrusion or interruptions with my freaking computer. Cannot wait to be running a Bitcoin full node on this laptop, folks. So over these next two months, I have to buy a new Xbox and I have to buy a new freaking laptop. Um, so soon I'll have to make two big, huge purchases here in the next two months. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. And then, um, my old laptop, I'll be running a full Bitcoin core node on this one. So I'll be able to verify, uh, the ledger and things like that. Uh, the Bitcoin ledger. And then as far as running a lightning node, I still have to practice on that. You have to have a lot of liquidity and things like that. It's absolutely ridiculous to run a lightning node. It's absolutely, uh, Freaking death trap to run a lightning node, but I'll definitely want a Bitcoin Core node, which is going to be great for me. Um, so I can verify my own shit now, finally. But other than that, folks, that's pretty much it. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to relax for the rest of the night, get some sleep probably here about 3 or 4 in the morning, and then I'll wake up for the NFL today and watch the NFL for 7 straight hours of NFL action. And then I will do the independent news tonight, folks. It's going to be a doozy. Stay tuned for that. We got a lot of stories to cover there. This is your boy Nightmare Chaos signing off. Have a good one. This podcast will be available at 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. Peace.